0: Hello and welcome back to the Soccer Brothers Podcast. This is episode number 17. I'm your host, Al and as always, I'm joined by my brother, Nihal. How you doing, Nihal? Uh,
1: I'm doing really well. You know, uh, I'll settle into college at Ohio State. Uh, Just want to apologize for not having an episode in the last few days, but I have been moving in and it's been sort of hectic, but uh, we should be back on schedule starting now.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, expect episodes to be coming more frequently, we've got the Champions League coming up, which is exciting, all the European leagues are, uh, in full action, so get excited because this podcast is not slowing down.
1: Also, finally, the transfer window is closed, so after this episode we can stop talking about transfers because it takes up a good chunk.
0: Yeah, it makes our lives a lot easier. (laughs) Um, alright, so how do we go over some of the big European games that happened over the weekend, um... The biggest clash in Italy was Roma and Juventus. Roma beating Juventus 2-1, thanks to a Pjanic free kick and a Dzeko header. Dybala managed to get one late, but it wasn't enough for Juve to get any points out of this game. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, it was... Ro- Roma dominated this match. It, it should have been 3-4-1, in my opinion. Uh, I mean, they shouldn't have even let up a goal, and Pionic's goal was absolutely fantastic, that free kick. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was just sublime, and it just shows you, shows you what he can do. Uh... It, it, this match also showed how effective this team can be with a real center forward up front. Uh, Jecko was dominant. He had many chances. He was able to score a one. Uh, you know, he, he he was very hard to deal with for very hard to deal with for the defenders. Um, and you know, Tati, like I said, like I said in the past, like John Solano, who we had on the last episode, has said is a great player. Has done great things for this club. But Jecko moving forward is. Is definitely
0: the right
1: choice. Yeah. I mean, you're the Roma fan, so what were your thoughts on the match?
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, I thought I thought we definitely dominated. Um. I mean, yeah, not dominated. I, I think we could have scored a lot more goals. And yes, Dzeko does allow everyone to kind of play their own role and not force the wingers to be something that they're not. Um. You know, it allows like wingers like Salah to be more creative, and Falcao can cross to someone. I mean, he wasn't even here last year, but. But we would have never gotten um, a winger like that if it wasn't for Dzeko, or at least he wouldn't have been effective. So, um, uh, it's really good. I'm, I'm glad that Juve has no points as a Roma fan, and hopefully we can win this kid out of this year.
1: So, do you think Truffino's time is up? I mean, is he is his place in the team gone?
0: Well, uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, on deadline day, or you know, we got rid of both a Barbo and Lyich. Uh Well, Liech is on loan Inter Milan, and. Barbo, I think, was is on loan with an option to buy to Watford. Um wow. so I mean he's gonna get time now, I think, especially in like Copa Italia and maybe maybe Champions League. But I don't think that he's as important of a piece as he was two years ago. I don't think he's better than Solar I L K. Okay? I don't think he adds more. He's he's a very one dimensional player and uh but you know, sometimes sometimes I think he could be a decent sub, but I don't think he'll be starting in big games
1: Yeah, I, I think he can be a very, very good sub um, And, you know, just hear the stats for the game Roma out Juventus 18-10 uh, Roma had 7 shots on target Juventus had only 2 uh, They outpossessed Juventus 61-39 to too So a dominant, dominant performance by Roma And uh, should be the Scudetto favorites After week 2
0: uh, Swansea City beat Manchester United 2-1 at home uh, Swansea's certainly looking good lately yeah, they, they've looked fantastic. And the, additions of IU, or the
1: addition of IU uh, just has been probably one of the signings uh, in European football this year. It's been absolutely incredible. He has three goals. Uh, he's been a game-changer for them. Uh, Gomes is scoring for them up, up top. He has four goals. So seven goals between them through, through four matches is incredible. And they have, uh, they have eight points. They're sitting in fourth place, which doesn't mean a whole lot. But they're ahead of United, Arsenal, Liverpool and Chelsea, who's down there in the table, but um, they're, they're doing a fantastic job. They beat United, and they, they've they tied Chelsea, so uh, they're playing attractive soccer,
0: too. Yeah. Uh, uh, in other news in the Premier League, Crystal Palace beat Chelsea 2-1 at home. Chelsea thought they captured a point in the 79th minute but with Falcao's goal, but Ward came back to lift Crystal Palace over Chelsea 2-1, so... Uh, Chelsea's in 13th right now. Are they worried? Should you be worried if you're a Chelsea fan?
1: Uh, should you be worried? Well, yeah, in, in the sense that, you know, it's going to be difficult for them to win the league, especially since uh, City has 12 points. And also, let's just talk about City for a second. They scored 10 goals and haven't given up any. So they have a 10-goal differential. The next highest in the Prem is 3. So, I mean, they're playing incredibly well. Uh, That being said, the season's not over because this season seems like there's going to be a lot of points for the taking for the smaller teams. Um, So, you know, City can definitely drop points later on in the season. Um, Chelsea, and whoever wins the league is going to have a few losses. Uh, It's not going to be like seasons past where Chelsea ran away or or where City ran away, um, etc. So it's going to be a very, very exciting uh, end to the season, I think. But they should definitely be worried, especially since they did it They did it at Pedro, who's played very well, um, but they weren't able to get John Stones. Um, so, I don't know, I'd be worried about the defense. Uh, the midfield is not playing well. Fabregas isn't playing well. Um, but, you know, once Costa is fully fit, they should start playing better.
0: West Ham beat Liverpool 3-0, which shocked a lot of Premier League fans. Oh, uh, it was fans.
1: fantastic. Uh, West Ham is a really weird team. Yeah, I mean, they... They beat Chelsea, right? They beat Chelsea and they beat Liverpool, uh, but they lost to Bournemouth and Leicester. Uh, anyway, I guess Leicester. Well,
0: you're, ta- you're talking about yeah. I mean, Leicester's <laughs> number three. Leicester's
1: playing well for sure, yeah. but uh, great result for West Ham. Always love seeing Liverpool lose. So, and Payet has been an absolutely fantastic buy, and they got they're getting in Victor Moses on loan. They got Uh so they have a they have a nice team there.
0: Yeah. Uh, One of the closer matches, well, I think you can say that Spurs got a a bit more chances. Everton 0, Spurs 0 in a scoreless draw. What did you think of this game?
1: Well, Tim Howard was fantastic, which is good to see. Uh, He's been much maligned by the media and by Everton fans. Hasn't played, has not played well since the Belgium game uh, for the U.S. So it's good to see him back in form. He got men of the match honors and saved the point for Everton, really. Uh, Everton, you know, they, they were coming off. Uh, a 5 3 win over Barnsley midweek. Uh, they played extra time a lot. of say so they, they were coming off a long match. A lot of the players who played against Barnsley ended up playing on Sunday or Saturday, excuse me, as well. So, um, good result, all things considered, for Everton. Tottenham still have only uh, three points through four matches. So, uh, they have uh, Hungming Song coming in, um, so, and Erickson is not fit right now. So They should figure it out. But, you know, I would not be surprised if Everton finishes above Tottenham this year. It's a good result for Everton overall.
0: Yeah. uh, As you said, the Spurs aren't playing that well. They're in 15th place right now. Do you think... Do you see them making the Europa League this year?
1: (sighs) I I have no idea what's going to happen We'll we'll see. Because Crystal Palace and Swansea, I think, are for real. As are West Ham. Uh, So, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to... uh, And Leicester might be real, too. So I don't even know how the top ten is going to look by the end of the year, but it's going to be very very interesting. Um, I think the bottom four teams will be will be the bottom four or five teams will be completely separate though, um, and from one to fifteen uh, or one to fourteen, it'll be it'll be relatively close, like not not super super close like we see in some leagues around the world. But um, I think the Europa League's Europa League spots are, what, five through seven or eight, depending on who wins the Cups. So it's, it's difficult to tell. You know, United could finish the Europa League spot, um, and fall, Chelsea could fall out and finish the Europa League spot. Um, so I, I don't know. I know I'm kind of rambling right now, but I, I, I really do not know. Uh, I think Tottenham will eventually get it together and finish in the top ten for sure. Um, but I don't know about finishing in a Europa League spot. I, w- yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't. Yeah. is what I'll
0: say. Either way. Uh, yeah, so why don't we get uh, into the transfers that happened. Or how about first the transfers that didn't happen. Manchester United and Real Madrid could not get the paperwork in time for David De Gea. It was a deal in which Kaylor Navas was included to be sent mm-hmm. to Manchester United in exchange for uh, cash and money. So, or sorry, cash and <laughs> killer Navas for De Gea. Yeah.
1: Well, apparently the documents were password protected. I mean, wow. It's – I don't know if United might have done it on purpose. I don't know. But it's just a huge debacle. You have two goalkeepers who aren't happy, Navas at Real Madrid, who's a very, very good keeper and I think would easily start for United, um, and De Gea, who obviously wants to go back to Spain. Um you know, it should it should eventually happen. It will eventually happen in January. Although reports today said that United actually offered De Gea a new contract, so we'll see what happens because De Gea hasn't played this season. Um, the good news for Real Madrid is they can sign him on a free next summer, uh, they, so they won't have to pay a transfer fee. But I, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. You have to have your stuff together. What this this whole you know? I don't really don't understand. And, um, leaving it to the last minute like this, because it's something both teams have wanted for a while, right? Yeah. Uh, De Gea hasn't been playing, um, and, uh, you know, Real Madrid wanted him. Uh, so, it it makes absolutely no sense. Same thing with Aaron Lennon. Why did he get signed, um, this late for Everton? I I guess the price goes down if you leave it until the end, but for, for De Gea, it was always going to be a steep price, so I don't really understand why they couldn't get a deal done earlier in the window, uh, but we'll see if if we'll see if tega is going to be united player for more than just this year. Uh, it'll be interesting to see.
0: Yeah. All right, why don't we get into some transfers then? Kevin De Bruyne went to Manchester City for for a fee around 80 to 90 million dollars. So, uh heavy fee they also paid for Sterling this year. So, what, what do you think Kevin De Bruyne will do for City and how would you rate their window in general?
1: they brought in De Bruyne uh, they brought in um, Sterling as he said as well as Otamendi and Delft who will be good role players um, well Otamendi should start well, we thought Otamendi would start but Mangala has been playing very very well for them at the back like I said Company and Mangala have lit up zero goals this year just think about that I mean that's 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 incredible um, while also scoring ten goals um so, uh, they had a very, very good window. Obviously, they spent far and away more than anyone else, uh, but, you know, it, it, the team is poised to win. It's, uh, where is De Bruyne going to play? You know, it's, it's something we don't know. Uh, he, he likes to play under, underneath the uh, striker. Uh, that'll probably push Silva out wide, um, which he's not as effective from there. Um, De Bruyne might play out wide. Uh, Nasri will still be on the bench. I mean, it's, they have a stacked team, and... I, uh, you can also obviously their goal is to win the uh, the prem, but they've won twice in the last four years, and the one knock on Manchester City since they've brought in all these players and spent all this money you know, in the last few years is their lack of European success, and sometimes it's been bad luck drawn into bad groups. But this is the year if they if England and, and Manchester City. Uh, England's England's only hope really in the in the Champions League is Manchester City,
0: uh-huh. but, they, is but they have the toughest group.
1: You think they're in the toughest group?
0: Juventus, Sevilla, uh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. And Gladbach and Spiegel. yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. they are in the toughest group, but you, really, City is the best team, aren't
0: they? Well, yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, especially how things have been looking right right now in terms of form. Yeah,
1: Gladbach have zero points. Juventus have zero points. <laughs> Uh, I don't know how Sevilla is doing, um, but it's you know a City should win the group, and and in the past they've been in in, in the group with like Barcelona, so they've come in second and had to play a team like Real Madrid in the round of sixteen. So uh, this is the year for them. I think they can make a semifinal run. Honestly.
0: Yeah, with yeah. With all definitely. their
1: depth and just their talent in general.
0: Yeah, I mean Kevin De Bruyne last year was arguably the most important player to a given team in Europe. I mean...
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, He was probably the best player in Germany, too.
0: It was goals, it was assists, it was chances, it was everything. It was just crazy.
1: It was amazing. It was amazing to watch.
0: Yeah. And definitely, I think that's going to not make Wolfsburg finish second, although they did have a good win over the weekend against Schalke, but... um, Yeah, they
1: they, they bought some good players. You know, they bought Julian Draxler, who's, you know, who's no joke. He's a great player and he's going to play right where uh, De Bruyne played, and he was sort of put out wide against Schalke and hasn't performed in the last couple of years. But now he he's going to be behind Bastos, and he's going to play well. Uh, they also lost Perisic, unfortunately, um, but they you know they brought in some other good players, and I still think they can compete. They have seven points; they're only two points uh, behind. Um, they're only two points behind Bayern. And Borussia uh, Dortmund. Dortmund. Um, but like I, said, like I said, they brought in Julian Draxler. And they brought in Dante, too, the defender. Uh, uh, so their back line should be pretty good uh, because they also have Naldo there, who's been very, very good. Um, so De Bruyne is obviously a huge loss, but uh, I, think, I think ultimately they'll finish in the Champions League spot. I think they'll finish third. Um, and fourth place is up for grabs in Germany.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right, our next transfer is Anthony Marshall going to United for around $55 million, so a very steep price for the 19-year-old.
1: Yeah, I mean, he can play. He, he really I, – I don't think people are giving him a fair chance. Obviously, United are playing are paying for potential here. Uh, some are labeling it as a panic buy, but I think he can be a very, very important player and become a United legend. They don't have any strikers uh, besides Rooney. Uh, Rooney is not performing. They sold Chicharito. Uh, I mean – they have James Wilson there, but he's also young. I really think uh, Anthony Martial can, can be a fantastic player for the club and a fantastic player in the league going forward. Uh, that being said, $55 million is very, very steep for someone who's relatively unproven, especially, uh, you know, it's, what, 36 million pounds. I think apparently can go up to 50 or 80 depending on how he performs. You have to wonder, why didn't they just fork over $60 million for Royce? You know, proven goal scorers. Someone who's no, one of the yeah. best wingers and, or strikers in the world.
0: And, um, yeah, I think uh, if you're trusting Liga, then I mean, I mean, you're probably paying like uh, a good amount more. But I mean,
1: well, it's not like they're just trusting Liga.
0: I mean, no, no, I'm saying I'm saying Lacazette because I mean, he was a proven goal scorer last year. He did fantastically with Lyon, and his price tag's only going to go up after this season. I mean, I think I think he'll have another good season. So I mean, someone should have bought him. In my but opinion. it's more,
1: it's more than that, right? <laughs> it's fitting into the system and. Obviously, United did their homework on Martial and, uh, you know, Payet, or Payet, excuse me, um, and Nasri and some of these other players coming over from Ligue 1 are having success in the Premier League. Uh, so, I mean, it's, it's, I think it's, I mean, I think he's a good player and I think he will be a, a, a world-class player, but you're right. The price is very steep.
0: Yeah. Uh, So, our next transfer is the Bayer Leverkusen man's son going to Spurs.
1: Yeah, you know, you, you have to say to step down. And, um... Step down. Chow, the Leverkusen man, was disappointed because Leverkusen are in the Champions League. You know, they, they're, they're... they're I mean, not really, but they can compete for a title. They're one of the better teams in Germany. So, uh, very, very good signing for Spurs. He can play striker. He can play out wide. Um... But, you know, lamela has been terrible. They sold Lennon. Chadley's been iffy. They don't have a backup to Kane, so that they were able to buy. And Jai, who can play out wide or as a striker, Sun can do both as well. Um, so a very, very good buy for Spurs, but also Lefrakus I mean, for Sun in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't really understand the move. And apparently his dad wanted him to move to Spurs, which is why that occurred. But, man, I, I don't know. I don't know how he's going to fit into the Premier League.
0: Um, I mean, I, th- I think he'll do well. He will do well. Uh, but, I mean, you, you, say, you say Leverkusen's a Champions League club, but to me they're already in the Europa League, so... What
1: do you
0: mean they're already in the Europa League? <laughs> because Roma's going to finish second. Up on the
1: group?
0: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not for long, Leverkusen. But they're playing they're in the Champions League. No, 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 I know, I know. And, and that's a lot of money, though, for the, I mean, each game. Um, yeah. It, it makes your club bigger if you make the Champions League, like that's for sure. Well, I mean,
1: sure. it, it, was a, it was a pretty big fee for Son, and I'm sure he got more money individually. Um, but, I don't know, it's just, I think it's a step down. Because uh, he was a starter at, at uh, Lefkowitz, and it's not like he wasn't playing. Um, so, I think it'll work out well for Spurs. And I think... Leverkusen—they'll miss him. I think, but I also think they can make do without him.
0: Yeah, definitely. All right, two Mexican players, Layún and Jesus Corona, went to FC Porto. So big moves for them.
1: Yeah, they joined Hector Herrera. Uh, Actually, Corona just picked up an injury and won't be playing for Mexico during this international break. But Corona, very, very, very exciting player. Uh, He played in the Copa America for Mexico this summer. Was very good. Also played in the Gold Cup. Was pretty good. and you know has been a beast for 20 in the netherlands um, so uh, i think that's a great signing for porto Layún is very versatile he can play in the midfield uh or he can play in defense so uh, um and hector herrera is already there so uh, it's uh yeah. i mean mexicans have a new team i guess to to support in europe
0: yeah speaking of mexicans uh Javier Hernandez, a.k.a. Chicharito, moved to Leverkusen from United on a permanent transfer, I believe. Uh, yeah, I
1: think so. Yeah, I, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, you know, he, he played for United in the Champions League qualifier. Uh, had a terrible game. Missed a few point blank chances. Missed a penalty. Uh, slipped on the penalty. So, uh, but it's obvious, Van Gaal doesn't rate him. Um, wasn't getting playing time. And... Uh, You know, he provides a different option for Leverkusen. I don't think he'll start over Kiesling, Um, but they're in the Champions League, so he will get his fair share of starts. But when it comes to the big matches, I don't think he'll start. But he'll be a very, very, very valuable asset off the bench, Um, and uh, hopefully, he can get his career back on track.
0: Will Chicharito score more goals than Johansson? Actually, I mean, I I mean, he's playing for a worse team. Johansson is, but
1: it's tough to say because. Yeah, Johansson is playing for a worse team, but I also think he'll get more playing time. Yeah. So.
0: So, do you have an answer?
1: I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to go with Chicharito.
0: Okay. Disappointing. <laughs> Michael Hector, the Jamaican, went to Chelsea, so that's exciting.
1: Yeah, you know, he was terrible in the World Cup Final, uh, <laughs> but he's been very, very good for Reading. Uh, I think he, had the, he has the most tackles in the, in the championship in the last year or something like that. Um, so he's a good player. I think they bought him for like two million pounds. So good deal of business for Chelsea. I'm not convinced he's ready for the Premier League yet, though.
0: Yeah. Uh, the Dutchman Van Dyke went to Southampton on a permanent transfer.
1: Yeah, good signing for them. That's all I'm going to say. He's a solid player. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's, talk about, let's talk about American transfers now.
0: American transfers. Okay. Uh, uh, DeAndre Yedlin went on loan to Sunderland from Tottenham. Deadline Actually, to that's the only
1: American transfer, isn't it? <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> that we haven't
1: spoken about. Uh, I can't remember <laughs> if we talked about Tim Ream going to full but that became a... Oh, we didn't
0: talk about Shane O'Neill. I mean... Oh, right, right.
1: Okay, well, we'll get to that in a second. Um, so, yeah, Yedlin on loan to Sunderland. Apparently, they view him as a fullback and a winger, so he should get playing time. You know, people say, oh my gosh, not Sunderland again uh, because of what happened with Josie, but there are two young Americans there. Uh, Americans have a good history at the club with Claudia Reyna. Uh, they also have Lyndon Gooch there. Like I said, he's one of the young Americans along with DeAndre Edlin, um, so I think it's a good move for him. Uh, it's you know, He's going to be forced to hone his defensive skills, and he'll be able to run up and down the wing because uh, Avocat likes to play a uh, very attacking style, so uh, I think it's a good move for him. You know, it's not, it's not like I said, it's not like Josie. Uh, he's not a striker who needs service. He can actually do something at Sunderland. Uh,
0: another American transfer news, Shane O'Neill is on loan to the Belgian Pro League, or on loan to a team in the Belgian Pro League.
1: Yeah, you know, um, uh, it's definitely a step, a step up from Cyprus, which is where he's playing now. Uh, uh, so I think it'll be a good move for him. We'll see if he gets playing time, though.
0: All right, why don't we talk about some MLS action. It was rivalry weekend this past weekend, so uh, we saw a lot of good games. Seattle beat Portland 2-1 in CenturyLink. So what do you think about that game?
1: Yeah, Seattle, Obafemi Martins opened up the scoring early on in the match uh, on the heels of some absolutely terrible, terrible defending by Portland, some of the worst defending I've ever seen. Uh, then a controversial PK uh, for Seattle. Brad Evans was able to score off of that. Um you know, it was, very, it was pretty controversial, um, you know, although if if it is a PK, the ref has to send off Quarse, the Portland goalkeeper, but he didn't, uh, which makes it even more controversial. Um, but uh, Portland was able to get one back later. You have the say Seattle deserve to win, but also their goals were a little bit fortunate. So, man, I, I, it, it was not as... For me, it was not as interesting as the usual Portland-Seattle match, but it was a great atmosphere again, um, and Seattle needed the win. They've lost, like, nine out of the last 11, so so, good result for them.
0: New York Red Bulls beat D.C. United 3-0 at home.
1: Yeah, you know, Bradley Wright Phillips scored a fantastic volley. He had a brace. Lloyd Sam was also able to score. Uh, And, you know, I don't know, man, but the Red Bulls are catching up to D.C., so it, it should be an interesting race for first place in the East.
0: Toronto beat Montreal
1: 2-1. Yeah, uh, Bradley and Josie scored in this match, which is very, very good for U.S. fans. Um, so, good result for Toronto. Montreal's a decent side, but they should be winning at home.
0: San Jose beat LA 1-0. Uh,
1: yeah, you know, San Jose, they're playing really well right now. Um, they're battling Seattle for sixth place in the West. Um, and uh, Leonardo was sent off for L.A., but uh, I, I believe San Jose had already had the goal by then, so they were able to see the game out and win. Good result for them.
0: All right, that's all the MLS action we're going to talk about. We'll talk about it more next week. All right, why don't we go into Americans Abroad. Uh, first thing first, probably one of the most exciting pieces of news. Uh, Aaron Johansson scored his first goal for Werder Bremen as he converted a PK to lift Werder Bremen over Mucin Gladbach 2-1. to one. I mean, it was the first goal, but I still like to think he lifted the team.
1: Yeah, it's interesting that he took the PK being a new player, but uh, he took it well. He scored. It was a confident penalty kick. Uh, I actually watched this match. He looked decent um, out there. Uh, his service was very good, actually, looking for the other strikers. He had one great cross right before the penalty kick. Um, so uh, it's exciting to see him score, and hopefully he can continue that.
0: Lyndon Gooch made his Sunderland debut in the Capital One
1: Cup. Yeah, that was midweek, uh, and by all accounts, he played very well, made the bench in the Premier League on uh, the weekend, so uh, hopefully he'll make his debut pretty soon.
0: zell has had three assists in the past two matches for Rangers in Scotland. Uh, he's also called into the U23 squad for the U.S.
1: Yeah, he had two in the cup match in his, uh, start, in his debut, um, and then he started in the league and had one, so very good to see him off to a, a great start in um in uh, Scotland and apparently he's bossing the games he's kind of looking like the best player on the field so it's, it's, it's very exciting to see that
0: unfortunately Timothy Chandler Eintracht uh, fullback and US fullback towards meniscus
1: um it, yeah it's it's very really, very unfortunate especially with the lack of fullback depth right now Fabian Johnson's hurt um, Chandler's now hurt Beasley got hurt so Breche still hurts uh, so that's why we saw Jonathan Spector called in um, so it'll be interesting to see who, see who plays left back for the US in these upcoming friendlies.
0: Heinemann said he was, oh, uh, well, I mean, Heinemann stayed at Fulham because the transfer window was over, but
1: yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, he, he hasn't been playing, um, and he got, they got offers, Fulham did, um, from teams um, across, uh, across Europe,
0: uh, but they decided to keep him, so hopefully he can get some playing time. All right, that's all we have for Americans abroad. Uh, why don't we talk about the squad called up ahead of that Peru friendly on Friday? Um, all right, so is there anything that stood out to you before I ask you some questions? Uh, well, Wilton got his first call up. He's been playing very well
1: in the Bundesliga 2, um, has something like five goals to three games. Um, so, uh, definitely, definitely deserved, I guess. We're very, very thin at the striker position. Bradley's not coming until the next match. Um, you know, hopefully Josie has some confidence now and can play well. Uh, like I said, Specter called in. Um, Tim Howard makes his return to the national team. Although he said Brad Guzan will be the starter. Come well, again, start Brad Buzan will be the starter. Come the Mexico match. Uh, but yeah, so those are some of my quick thoughts. Um, Beasley's obviously not there. Uh, Garza makes a return. Um, uh, anything else? Does anything catch your eye?
0: Um, you know, well, J-
1: Jermaine Jones is back. That's yeah, difficult.
0: Jermaine Jones came back. Um,
1: Eustler's back.
0: Yeah. Uh, no, nothing too big stood out. It's it's good to see Danny Williams making consistent caps for the US now.
1: Yeah, and they're saying Yeah, exactly. He, he he'll be very good. Um, so hopefully against Mexico we can see Bradley and Jones in the midfield though because we just need to win. Even if Jones is not going to be there in the Confederations Cup or the yeah. World cup. We need to win the match. Um, so yeah, Brad Bradley and Sean Johnson will be joining the team, and Clint Dempsey will be joining the team for the Brazil game, uh, which is next week. Uh, but right now, this is the this is the team for Friday uh, against Peru, who are, are a pretty good team. So um, also uh, one thing of note is apparently Jeff Cameron, Specter, and Orozco have been playing right back in camp, and uh, Garza and Specter have been playing left back. So very very thin. Um, I don't know why you would just play Yedlin there. But I'm excited to see Alfredo Morales and how different he's playing, having had some fun to see experience.
0: Yeah. Uh, I was just going to ask you uh, since Michael Bradley wasn't called up, do you still expect Jurgen to run a diamond midfield?
1: Uh, um, yeah, I think so. I think we'll see. Uh, actually, no, I don't think so. Because um, I think Jermaine Jones and Danny Williams will play, actually. Okay. In the midfield. Um, and I think we'll see Bedoya and Morales on the wings and Josie Johansson up front, uh, at left back. Um, I think we'll see Garza at center backs. I think we'll see, um, I think we might see Brooks and Beazler. That's what I hope we see. Um, but we might just see Brooks and Alvarado again. We, we'll, we'll see different, we'll see all of them play all the center backs probably. Um, and then actually I forgot to mention Tim Ream. I think he'll start at left back, not Greg Garza. Um, and then Cameron at right back, and Kuzan will be the
0: starter in goal. So, this is just kind of a big picture question. So, what
1: well, about Sardis? I think Sardis will start over Morales. Sorry,
0: uh, is you Go ahead. Sardis isn't in the roster. Yeah,
1: he's listed as a forward
0: style. Oh, I didn't yeah, see that. So that's okay. interesting. He's yeah. listed as a striker,
1: not a midfielder. Okay, yeah,
0: because yeah, well, recently we've been seeing him play out wide a lot. Okay.
1: Yeah. And happy birthday
0: to him, by the way. Oh, yeah, it is. September 2nd. Yeah. 24 now. Yeah,
1: he's 24, which is only one year younger than
0: Josie <laughs> Just Hall always likes to put Josie's uh, age in perspective. <laughs>
1: well, he's still young players.
0: Yeah, I mean, kind of. <laughs> he's
1: 25.
0: Anyways, this is more of a big picture uh, question. So, a lot of times we see Michael Bradley at the tip of that diamond, and, you know, Jurgen always likes to play him 90 minutes. Do you feel like when Mixed discrude comes on in kind of like a holding midfield role or just not an attacking midfielding role, you're limiting his talents a little bit? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, he, he's, a, he's an attacking playmaker, but he's, he's also not getting playing time for NYCFC. Poku has played well. Uh, Poku actually wants to play for the U.S. national team, which is exciting. Um, but, uh, yeah. I, I 100% agree with that assessment. He's an attacking midfielder. Um... But he probably won't be an attacking midfielder for NYCFC moving forward. I think he should move. I think he should leave NYCFC. Um, but, yeah, yeah, it definitely limits his creativity and limits the creativity of the team as a whole if you play him deeper.
0: So how do you think Jeff Cameron will do? Obviously, in the Gold Cup, Stoke held him back. So uh, do you think he'll fit in nicely?
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, it's interesting. Uh, he's, he'll probably play fullback uh, just because of the injuries. but. For so long, for the first 99 appearances for Stoke City, Jeff Cameron played right back, and he only played centre back or defensive mid for the US national team. Now he's finally playing centre back for Stoke, and of course he's going to be playing full back uh, for the national team. So sort of a Jurgen way there, but you know, he can't really fault Jurgen. There've been injuries. I think he'll play well. He's probably he's one of the best players in the pool. Uh, I mean, he consistently starts in the Premier League, and Stoke aren't a bad team.
0: Yeah. All right, so who do you think is going to start up top? Uh, Johansson, Zardes, or do you think Alstor is going to get in there?
1: Yeah, I think Alstro and Johansson will start, like I said. Uh, I think there are two best strikers, and our midfielders are pretty thin. Uh, there's only seven of them. So I, I, think, uh, I think that Zardes will eventually go out wide because we don't have much width in this team. All
0: right, uh, out of the, any of the players on the roster, who do you think will surprise you the most or surprise people the most?
1: Uh, Alfredo Morales uh, You know He's playing in the Woods League now I think he'll, I, I hope he'll play centrally If he plays out wide, I don't think he'll play that well Although he has been playing out wide for uh, Ingolstadt But I think he's a central player And I think he could add a lot of creativity in the midfield For the U.S. if he's given uh, the proper instructions And put in the proper place to do well
0: And then who do you think will disappoint you the most? Uh, disappoint people the most?
1: If he if he gets to play, wow. uh, I I mean he obviously had a good game against Tottenham, but uh, if he gets into the if he gets into the game against Brazil or against um, Peru, I don't think he's going to play that well.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, Does well, Do you have anything? Do you, you want to say something?
1: Uh, yeah, you know, he just hasn't had the greatest year. Uh, hopefully, he's back to form though, and if he is. Uh, hopefully he can challenge Guzan for that spot against Mexico
0: yeah definitely alright so that's going to wrap up uh, the main part of this episode you can email us at soccerbrotherspodcast at gmail.com we have a twitter for this podcast it's at soccerbrotherspod I have a twitter it's at asr underscore saho my brother's twitter is at bigtimebrownie if you want to leave any comments you can do so by leaving a review on iTunes or leaving a comment on SoundCloud
1: yeah uh, thanks for your support definitely uh, share the podcast. We're sorry for the delay. Um, uh, yeah, we, we should we should have a uh, podcast after the Peru match because we'll actually be uh, reunited this weekend. So um, uh, we'll definitely be on a on a better schedule now since you know I'm I'm a little bit settled down here in Columbus and uh, Sahel's you know back in the in his groove in high school. So uh, yeah, we should have more episodes coming soon and. We have, um, yeah, say every every week we have a couple of pieces of exciting news coming up. We just have to iron some kinks out, um, and uh, we'll keep you posted.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, we'll see you later.